0: Right. <laughs> I have no idea if this is going to even work. Or if it's working, maybe it's working great. Maybe it's working great. All right, let's see if we get... Yeah. Yeah, so the way that this is set up now, I'm not actually seeing any of your, any of your chat messages, which is lovely. So I think I need to go to... The YouTube studio, maybe it'll show me there. Is there a nice echo and reverb happening in here, I think? It's going to sound like I'm recording in a garage because I'm recording in my garage. So I don't know. (laughs) I have no idea how this is going to go today. But uh, maybe based on how this goes, uh, we will be able to refine it a little bit for tomorrow because I do plan to come here tomorrow tomorrow and uh do this show for y'all, you guys. So let's see, let's see how I, if I can force this to uh to be a nice little little chat. Yeah, oh, is it not going to let me? It's not it it is going to let me. Okay, I want to close. Mm. I don't love the way YouTube uh lets you uh do this. Okay. So I've hit save. Ah, I have to click that, no, it's not made for kids. Then I can look at the chat. Hello, I can see you. Wonderful, so let's, hey Hayden. Okay, so as you can see, I'm here in my garage. Uh, I have no idea if the audio is synced up or not. I don't know, I don't know anything. So tell me, guys, how is it? Uh, Is the audio synced, is it out of sync? Waiting for y'all in the chat room for a minute before we launch into the show. It's going to be a quick show today, but I wanted to make sure that we made this happen. So Hayden, anyone else in the chat? Audio is good. Synced up is good. Okay. (laughs) What I'm doing is I'm using some software that lets me use my phone as the camera. This is not my computer. My computer is right there. So I'm actually talking into my phone, which is on a clip, which is on the tripod, and uh, so maybe this maybe this works. Maybe this works. All right. Well, it is December twenty fourth. It is Christmas Eve day, which was always a weird expression, I think. Christmas Eve day. But I'm sitting here in my in my garage, half of which, as you can see behind me, is a uh, a gym. And I'm here because there's nowhere else in my house to record where there isn't a person either playing a video game or watching a YouTube uh, video, not this one. So this is going to be where I record today. And I'll also be recording road work today, right from here. So we've got no soundboard. We've got no music. We've got nothing. We just It's just me and you, my friends. So I got a bunch of people uh, who responded to my uh, request to send things in on Uh, on Twitter uh, that they wanted help with. So we're definitely going to do that. But I'm also going to do some news first. I apologize that I'm looking down instead of toward you half the time. Uh, I suppose I could lower the tripod a little bit, but then it would be a weird up-your-nose angle. No one wants that. So let's just dive in. Uh, So, you know, they've always been focused on AI Uh, they being the computer scientists out there on making AI better. And one of the ways that they did that originally was to play chess, right? They wanted people to play chess. And that was the first conquest. They actually were able to build computers that could play chess way better than people, way better than grandmasters. And they built an algorithm to do that. But what's interesting is as much as they could build a computer that would play chess, they've had trouble making it do other things, such as playing things like Pac-Man. To a human being, and Pac-Man is absolutely proof of this, to a human being, Pac-Man's way easier than chess. You can take a kid and put them in front of Pac-Man, and they can get really good at Pac-Man really quickly, uh, way faster in many cases than than they could get good at chess. And in fact, you could put someone in front of Pac-Man and let them watch someone who knows how to play Pac-Man for about five minutes and they will understand every detail of the game. They may not memorize every map or anything like that or board, but they're going to understand it. Uh, but what they've actually done now, it, it, I'm sure you've heard of Google's DeepMind. That is their you know artificial intelligence and machine learning division. They actually published a paper that describes a structure of AI that will be able to tackle both chess and classics like Pac-Man. Pretty cool. You know, one of these things, so the, the the system, DeepMind calls this new system MU0, M-U-0. It's based on DeepMind's work with the AlphaZero AI, which taught itself to master rule-based games like chess and Go. But MU, I guess I'm supposed to say MU or MU, I don't know. MU0 adds a twist that makes it more flexible. It's called Model-based reinforcement learning. It's a system that uses uh, this approach to build an internal model of the game state so it can actually understand the game and then make predictions based on the game. That's good AI, and that's the kind of AI that makes me very nervous and afraid uh, for the future because I've seen the Terminator movies. Um Okay, so they want, uh, the Trump administration has agreed to pay Pfizer $1.95 for for 100 million more vaccine doses. They want to get these things out into the world, out to the people. Uh, I want to know, you know what I want to know? Doesn't it make you angry when you see that our government has paid $1.95 billion for something like this, doesn't it make you angry? It doesn't make you angry at the government. It shouldn't. It should make you angry at Pfizer. But I'm I want to know, and don't you want to know this too? What the actual cost of the vaccine really is? Don't you want to know that? I want to know that. I want to know exactly what the cost is. How much does a dose actually cost to manufacture and get to where it needs to go? Or which could just be the hangar where the airplane picks it up. Uh, that's what I want to know. It's very confusing to me. Uh, oh, and you know I, I need to tweet this. Because that's the thing that we do. I don't have my automated system. Oh, well, I already did tweet it. Good enough. That's fine. Uh, but I can't see Periscope comments. That's a limitation of this set up the way I have it here today. I can't see your Periscope comments. So if you're watching me on Periscope, cool. But if you want to say something to me, hop over YouTube, youtube.com slash Dan Benjamin. Sorry about that. That's maybe tomorrow. Yes, I'm going to stream on Christmas day. What do you think about that? I'm also going to be doing deadlifts in here, but not at the same time. Uh, Okay. Now to continue, I just want to point out it would be nice to know what the actual costs are because I want to know how much money Pfizer is making. Now, should Pfizer make money off of this? I I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I think our healthcare system is so screwed up. And I think that we as consumers, as individuals, in this situation with a pandemic like this, you know what I would rather hear about? I don't want to hear that Pfizer made a million or a hundred million or $5 billion profit. You know what I want to hear? Pfizer took a loss. Pfizer decided to give away, maybe that's what they're doing. Is this what they're doing? I want to see Pfizer taking a huge loss. I want them to say we lost a billion dollars, but you know what? We got a vaccine to everybody that needed it. Anyone that wanted a vaccine got it at no cost. We took the hit. That would actually make me, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say that I would like Pfizer, but karmically, they'd be balancing their karma out a little bit, wouldn't you say? Brianne says it's about $20 a dose. That's to manufacture. That's manufacturing costs. Okay, good. So then they should take, they should take a $20 a dose hit, in my opinion, because of the horrible things that Pfizer and companies like that do. Google it. if you know. I, I don't have time to go into how bad big pharma is on this show. They do good too. I'm not saying they don't do good, but wouldn't wouldn't it make you feel good to say Pfizer took a 1 billion dollar loss. They'll be fine cuz they've got hundreds of billions of dollars they're making all the time. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just being mean. Uh Jeremy in the chat says, "Dan, your Instagram stories of your home gym always make my day. Always good tunes and great vibes. Thank you." This space right here is my real home. Um <laughs> I'm killing myself in in this space every single day. And uh, I know I said, I'd give you guys a tour and I will give you all oh, the lighting in here is so bad. It's just fluorescent lighting and it, it does, it, it makes my hairline look even more receded than it actually is. And the way that it shines down, it makes it look even thinner than it actually is. It's not that it's not as bad as it looks. I, I assure you, uh, Larry says, good morning. Hello, Newman. Uh, it's noonum, but what can you do? Mark says, hey, just wanted to say thanks for a recent Earl Grey tea recommendation tweet. It's my wife's new default. Yes, the, I think you're talking about, it starts with an H, but this is really, really good Earl Grey tea that I highly recommend. Okay, next news story, because we have time for some more. Um, and I'm not using my regular system. It's not organized. You're just going to have to bear with me. I'm home today. I'm working from working from home today because there's so much to do for the holiday um, okay, hold on. I've got to scroll. I'm scrolling. Um, try. Oh, so I can double click in this, and it opens it. That's good. Okay, here's something really interesting and uh, and disturbing. It comes from the Daily Mail, so take, maybe take it with a grain of salt. But sometimes they actually have real stories in here. If you can, uh, you know, deal with the sidebar of uh, bikini pics that are that are up. Sometimes there's actually. <laughs> Good stories here. It says COVID-19 can possibly affect the brain because it carries a protein capable of getting through the barrier at the top of the spinal cord. This is the University of Washington researchers found the virus's spike protein, which it uses to latch onto human cells, can cross what's called the blood-brain barrier. At least it can do that in mice, but it takes the virus with it. And they think that the same process might happen in people, which is why sometimes you get these weird headaches, and brain fog, and potentially even seizures, because it's penetrating this blood-brain barrier, which is a really gross expression, but it says that when a person becomes infected with COVID-19, their immune system targets and attacks the spike proteins that causes inflammation, because sometimes healthy tissue can get damaged in the process. Interesting. Normally, though, it's supposed to focus on your lungs and your respiratory tract, which is why most of the common symptoms are like coughing and shortness of breath and other things like that. But these Washington researchers believe the spike proteins are also maybe getting into the brain in some patients, and that's what causes the inflammation. And that's why the neurological damage can last uh, such a long time. Very interesting. Um, The blood-brain barrier is supposed to protect your brain and spinal cord from things like this. The flip side of this is there are a lot of medicines that you can take, especially like um, non-pharmaceutical medicines that they say, well, it won't help. Like some people recommend taking GABA, G-A-B-A, GABA for like relaxation. And there's other people who say it won't work because it can't pass the blood brain barrier. Well, this is what they're talking about. You need special proteins to get it past that. So uh, that, that could be pretty interesting if that's true. Again, you know, look carefully at the source of the news when you get it, but it could be, it could be a thing. It could be a thing. Um, Okay, so this is cool. Again, I wish I could show you this, uh, but I can't do the screen sharing the way I'm set up here in my garage, but um, Universal Japan has shared an official map of the Super Nintendo world. Now, these links will be in my uh in the in the podcast version of this that no one listens to or should listen to uh because you should be watching it on video but the links will be there it will be uh it will be uh, danbenjamin.live slash 23 is where you can find these links if you want to read more about it and this one is pretty visual and of course i put it in there thinking I'd be able to show it to you long story short I can't but Super Nintendo World amusement park is opening in Osaka this coming year. Ahead of the opening, they have shared a map of the park so you can see what it looks like. It it is a small park. Like don't think of this as being like as big as Disney or anything. It it's not. But um it, it's it's within Universal Studios Japan. So it, just like we have the Harry Potter World is like within Uh, within Universal Studios in Orlando, this is within that. But it does look amazing and my kids are both obsessed with it. There are rideable attractions like Koopa's Challenge and Yoshi's Adventure, Peach's Castle. Um, There's a Kinopio Cafe, which is the Japanese word for mushroom. There's the one-up factory souvenir shop. They're expecting it to open in February of 2021. Uh, So that's pretty cool i know my kids are begging to go to this but my son is like obsessed with japan um, in every way everything about it Uh, so yesterday uh, i was talking a little bit about the airpods max which is the uh, which is apple's own new headphones that are not to be confused with just regular airpods these are the ones that fit over your ears they have active noise cancellation, they're supposed to sound pretty good, they're supposed to be pretty comfortable, but they're not that comfortable, I guess, if you're running around in them or moving around very much in them. they To me, they just look heavy and uncomfortable, and I'm not a fan of big headphones for, for walking around. I want the most minimal headphones if I even wear them walking around, but I tend not to. Gosh, I look strange in this camera. I keep looking at myself. It is not, it's not good. I'm going to need to tweak this. Um, but anyway the reviews keep coming in and the reviews are pretty good the reviews are pretty good at these things um, but in reference to what we were talking about yesterday it Beats they're a separate product from Beats so Apple really is keeping the Beats brand alive and keeping it separate and I think that's um, I think that's pretty interesting uh, so I, I think I talked about this years ago and uh, and and Talked about this and talked about this, and I said that it is, it is such a weird, uh, weird scenario. Of course, I can't view this because <laughs> this is just <laughs> going to be a weird show today because I can't. Uh, nothing works. Nothing works. Okay, but remember, I was talking to you about Title. Jay Z had Title, and Title had no chance against. Uh, against Spotify and Apple Music. Well, Square, which is owned by Jack Dorsey, Square is potentially talking about acquiring title because they want to diversify. Why, when you have something that works so well, do people need to diversify? This is a part of like venture and businesses and stuff that That's fascinating to me because you think, well, they have this really good product in Square. Why not just make Square even better? Do you get to a point where you feel like you can't innovate anymore? You can't make it better, and you've got to go buy Tidal? Well, anyway, Jack Dorsey has been talking to Jay-Z, who owns it. Uh, He acquired Tidal for $56 million in 2015, and I said it would be a bad idea, but he didn't listen. He didn't listen. Uh, The talks are private. They may not result in a transaction. Tidal didn't respond to requests for a comment. But uh, Square's shares were uh, very little changed. They were at uh, $230.77. And then they, uh, they had surged to 270 by 270% this year. But they haven't really changed. But Dorsey wants to build Square into like a really broad company. They want to have standalone complementary services. Like they have Square Seller. And they have the Cash App, which is what a lot of people uh, use. Uh, but... I guess they wanna integrate music? That seems odd. I'm very curious to see uh, what they're gonna do there. Now, because of time, I'm going to jump right into these questions that were asked yesterday. Um, one question comes in from Lucas, he didn't say not to say his name, so his name is Lucas Land, and these questions come to me over Twitter. Direct message me on Twitter, I'm at Dan Benjamin. ask your question, I will solve any problem that you have, any problem that you have. I will solve it. Uh, So Lucas Land says, first time viewer, loving the YouTube show. Do you think having multiple podcast shows has a boost effect between shows? Think of starting another show and wondering if it will be worth it. This is a great question. And I've got a lot of experience answering this one. I have started many, many shows. And the answer is sometimes. So back in what I call the the salad days of five by five, Uh, when I had a handful of shows all talking about Apple, these shows absolutely led to one another. So, for example, when I would do a show with John Syracuse called Hypercritical, and then I would do another show called Build and Analyze with Marco Arment, uh, and um, then, of course, the talk show that I started with John Gruber, uh, we would sort of talk about what the other people had said on the other shows. So in the same way that Marvel Comics makes it so that every single comic requires that you've read every single other comic to understand what's going on in the event, that's the way that they market it. So the answer can be yes if you do that, if those shows are related to one another. But you definitely need to have a reason for the other person to then go and listen to the other show. So Lucas, if it's just you doing both of these shows, the answer is going to be probably not, probably not. You have to remember that people's time is constrained. So they have to have a really good reason to listen to that other show. So if you're trying to do one show to prop up your second show, no, that's probably not going to help you. But if you have a co-host on those two different shows who have very interesting opinions and you have very different conversations, but they relate to one another, then the answer is yes, it it could. But I, I don't think that's the best way to build uh, a viewer or a listener base, I still think that the best way to do it is to just focus on adding content and making the content that you have even better on your main show. Oh, by the way, the reason I'm dressed so warmly is it's 37 degrees in here. <laughs> it's 37 degrees. So Lucas, I hope that answers your question at least a little bit. That's a long one. We'll come back to that. Um, oh, uh, so the, uh, the person that I helped yesterday uh, who's trying to break the news Uh, to 36 people he had a little follow-up he said thank you that's exactly what I needed to hear it is a giant company and this gives an opportunity for someone to be promoted since inline promos are currently blocked so uh good luck to I don't know if I can say that person's name no that I can't but um to them good luck and I hope telling them isn't that bad um Someone named Adam, we'll just call him Adam, says, Hey, Dan, thanks for replying. Career change is something that's been looming on me for a bit now. And he asked a question. I've got to now try and find his question because he did not ask the question in direct messages. He asked the question to my Twitter directly. And he says, here's what he says. How do you approach pivoting career fields, even if you haven't settled on what the new one will be? This is a wonderful question. Again, this goes back to my main philosophy when it comes to trying to make changes while you have a job, whether you're trying to find a new job, trying to start a side business, or trying to change your career into something else, right? It all comes down to prioritization. When you get home from work, or if you're already home like we all are in COVID, right? When you are done working for the day, what do you do? I'm willing to bet... Now, if you have kids, of course, you've got to spend time with them and helping them. But in what you consider your time, what are you doing in, in your time? Are you, are you spending your time hanging out with a friend, with your spouse? Are you watching TV? Are you watching Netflix? Are you reading? Basically, what you need to do, Harney and Sons Earl Grey Supreme, Mark, thank you. Yes, this. I want to just pause for a second. That's the tea. That is the Earl Grey tea. You can get it in bags, but you really want to get loose leaf tea. I will do a whole ep- You know what? That's something I'll do this weekend on, on tea. I know it sounds dumb, but tea is amazing. I'm going to talk about tea more. Uh, but uh, I, will, I, will, I just want to say thanks for that. I'll come back to the chat in a second. But yes, the tea is important. Um, but back to this. What you want to do is you want to start cultivating those new skills in the time that you have been spending watching Netflix. Nothing wrong with watching Netflix, but if it's important to you, if it's important to you to make this change, if it's important to you to do something different with your life, then you need to prioritize that. If you can't say, no, I'm not gonna watch any Netflix anymore or any other shows, I'm going to come home, I'm going to do the things that I need to do to keep this house running, and all of the time besides that, 100% of the time besides that, I'm going to devote to focusing very, very specifically on building those new skills. That's the only thing that you should even be thinking about anymore. That's it. That's it. Just the new skills. So the common example is, let's say you want to become a web developer, and you want to, you're interested in programming more than you're interested in uh, doing design, let's say. And you've read and you've learned that JavaScript, Node.js, those types of React are really a really good way to get into this. Okay. Well, what do you do? You start learning those. That's what you do. So now when you get home, as with 100% of your free time, you focus on learning Node.js, let's say. That's it. Node.js, that's all you focus on. Node.js all the time. And you do that until you're competent enough to actually build something. So then build something. It doesn't have to be a product that you're really ever going to release, but build something that solves a problem for you, even if the problem's already solved, even if the solution already exists, build it yourself or try building something that does already exist page by page. You know what I'm saying? Find a little app that you like, find a service that you, you think is interesting, build just how do how does a login work? How do I log into something? Build a login system. You know what I'm saying? Build a fake pretend product. And then once you've built that, try to go in and get an actual freelance gig in it and be cheap. Don't be free, but be really cheap. Find a little contract gig and say, yeah, I'll, I'll do this. I'll do it for... 500 bucks. Everyone else is saying 2,000 bucks. I'll do it for 500 bucks because I want to get this under my belt. Now, there are people who would say, oh, no, don't do that. You're No, 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 no. When you're starting out, you've got to be cheap. You just have to be. That's my opinion. So start out and try and build some actual code for somebody and continue to learn and do this with 100% of your free time. If these things I'm describing don't sound fun and interesting to you, then it's not going to happen for you. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen for you. All right. I can do mm, time. I can do one more of these, and this is a longer one, and let's see if they say that they need to be anonymous. If you're messaging me one of these at the very top, if you don't mind, say, I want to be anonymous in the first part if you're DMing me, just so that I don't accidentally say your name. Okay, here's someone who I'm not going to say their name, uh, I'll just call them A. Uh, A writes and says for your live show, I could use help with how to think about video games in my life. Growing up, I basically never played video games, but this year I got introduced to League of Legends and I love playing it. learning how to get better at my preferred roles and champions and my best friend plays with me whenever I ask. It's great. It's free. And it lets me hang with my friend while socially distant. Uh, But I worry about the opportunity costs. Every hour of life is precious, right? There are so many things I don't do enough of. Reading books, continuing professional education, time in nature, yard work. I can't deny how much joy this game gives me, but I have trouble figuring out where the boundary should be set to, uh, to still progress in the rest of my life. To still progress in the rest of my life. Thanks for any guidance. Other details, 30 years old, married, one daughter, five years old, self-employed, freelance, web dev, full workload. Overall, life is great. Food on the table, fitness at home several times a week. Career is going well. Kid is awesome, but leaves little room for hobbies, which is why this issue is so important to me. And uh, then they say, I'm not 30 years old anymore. I'm 33. How did that happen? I know the feeling. Wonderful question. Uh, And the answer is, first of all, anything that happens right now during covid It's going to be different. And the decisions you make and the things you do right now during COVID are maybe different than what you would make if the world was freaking normal. And it isn't. So here's what I will say. If during a global pandemic, playing a video game makes you feel good, do it. That's the answer. It doesn't matter if there's yard work to do. It doesn't matter if you should be building your professional skills If this makes you feel good and helps keep you sane during a global pandemic, then do it. And do it as much as you can without disrupting those other things that are already good in your life. And that's a really good way to check in on yourself and on your decisions. Is what I'm doing negatively affecting the things that I must do to survive or to keep things going? So if you're still able to spend time with your kid and your spouse and put food on the table with your work, And there's time left over to play a video game and hang with your friend virtually. Do it as much as you freaking want. That's the answer. Now when the pandemic's over, I might say time box it a little bit. Give yourself a certain amount of time. But you need time every single day for something that makes you feel good. And if that makes you feel good, maybe it makes you feel better than some other things that you could be doing with your spare time. Then fit that in. Maybe don't do the game Every night for three hours after the pandemic is over, maybe do it for 30 minutes or 60 minutes a day, but you need to make time in your day, especially if you're working from home, especially if you're running your own business, you need to have time for things that make you have fun. Here's an example. Uh, uh, For a long while, many months at the end of the day at about six o'clock, I would fire up Splatoon 2 on my Nintendo Switch that I had at work. And my coworker would fire hers up, and my son at home would fire his up. And there were a couple other people, uh, remote friends on the internet, Vector Funk, I'm looking at you, who would join at the same time. And we would all play Splatoon 2 together, which is this really fun, like, you know, I'll call it kind of a kid's game, but it was fun. Uh, and you know what? We did that every day for about half an hour at the end of the day. If you can't fit in 30 minutes to do something that's fun for you every day of your life, you're, you're missing out. You've got to make time for that. So this is a great question and I appreciate you asking it. And, uh, before I wrap up, cause it is about that time, I think for me to wrap up. Yeah, we're right at 30 minutes and I actually have a very quick errand to run for tomorrow. Uh, I will take some of these questions. So I mentioned Harney & Sons Earl Grey Supreme, best tea, best Earl Grey and best tea I've ever had. Mike says the Miyamoto video on the theme park, the Nintendo uh, theme park, uh, is really charming. He's obviously excited all about the AR stuff they added. Yeah, it looks good. Um, Larry says AirPods Max are heavy, but not overly so. I will not, I do not understand uh, anyone who would want to work out or exercise with those kinds of giant headphones on when there are so many in-ear options. I've got, I don't have them out here, but I've got in-ear Bluetooth uh, headphones that fit in, inside of your ear. They've got a little hook over it and they completely seal it. You can't hear any of the noise in the background. You don't even know that they're in. They're great. Why would you want to wear some big thing? Because you are going to get a little more bass for the 30 minutes that you're jogging or whatever? Come on, grow, grow up. Grow up. But... As far as a style thing, I get it. I get why people wear beats. This is not my style to put headphones on and go out. If I'm going out to be social, then I don't want to wear them. But what some people have said is that they are a signal for people who are commuting. So if you live in a city and you commute by train or bus or public, you know, you're walking around a lot and you don't want to be bothered and you actually want like a shield to block you from getting attention from from other people and from them talking to you, then wearing big headphones is a signal. That much I understand. Uh, okay um, Mike M says Jack is throwing money around with the celebrities that kiss up to him for for Twitter cred. Uh, he totally is Mike he totally is but I don't think that that's why they would spend that much money on title and there's no guarantee that Jay-Z would stay involved in title and you would think that Jack could just hang with Jay-Z if he just wanted to hang with Jay-Z. He's already got enough cred from Twitter. That he could just hang with Jay Z. I don't think he needs to buy Jay Z's company in order to be friends. Uh, but you're right in that he definitely is. Uh, he definitely is, you know, wanting to kiss up to celebrities. That's that's very clear. Lucas says, "Merry Christmas to me. Thanks for answering my question." <laughs> um, he's one of the questions. And Blake says, "Other than Breath of the Wild, any other Switch games you'd recommend?" Yes, my son would probably be the better person to ask for that. And so I will ask him, and tomorrow I'll report back with his list of the best games available for the Switch. He is a uh, pretty pretty into gaming on the PC and on Switch, but I can tell you that he had a lot of fun with Mario Galaxy. If you haven't played that one and you like Mario games, that one's very cool. Uh, he also he got very, very into The Witcher He got so into The Witcher that he wanted to replay it on the PC version and he wanted to play Witcher 1 and 2 as well. So that was a very cool game, watching him play that. Obviously, you mentioned Breath of the Wild. Um, Splatoon is a multiplayer game that's not really thriving anymore. It kind of had its day and is done, but I will get a more definitive list from him, so be sure to tune in right here tomorrow. And like I said, it's Christmas Day, but I'm still going to be doing a stream. That's right. I don't know what time yet, because the morning with the gifts and the opening and then the food and everything, it's going to have to be in and around that so stay tuned to my Twitter I'm at Dan Benjamin on Twitter I'm Dan Benjamin uh, on YouTube so youtube.com slash Dan Benjamin is a place to go for that and still streaming to Periscope and Twitch I'm at Dan Benjamin on those two places as well uh, Blake says um, thanks I'll be back tomorrow to hear more I didn't know Witcher was on Switch it is and it's a very good port of it you don't get quite the graphics that you're going to get from like a GTX card and a computer but they're very good Uh, but that's it. That's all I've got for you today. Maybe I'll have better lighting and, and my hair will look better, uh, tomorrow, but maybe not. Maybe we're just going to do this that way. So that's all I've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, have a good one, Jackals, and I'll be back tomorrow.